Hello again, welcome back to the Horseshoe. The Ohio State spring game, spring spectacular, spring scrimmage is a wrap and so is camp for Ohio State. It's time to break it down with some snappy Jays with Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. The defense won 40 to 31, I'm told. That's a cover. <laughs> you guys said it was the line was going to be like 30, Well, then I 30. changed it because I knew that the defense was going to be in line for a blowout. Uh, it did get a little bit closer than expected. Yeah, but seven, it's really, it was... Because of Archie Griffin, yeah. which a phenomenal performance yeah, coming off the bench, not wearing pads, 25 yards around. Is he Heiden. wearing suit pants? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The two-time Heisman winner did return uh, to make a little highlight and give the offense a boost, which it needed. Sure did. That's what you expect, though, in yeah. a spring game. We talked about it before sure the game. Be. Like The offense is going to be behind the defense, generally speaking, in spring. That's double the case when you have brand-new quarterback. That's quadruple the case when you have a brand-new quarterback plus a brand-new offensive coordinator. That's eight couple of whatever. I don't know. When you have a, when you have a, when you have a whole new offensive line pretty much. And uh, it, it's 16-tuple when you have four. <laughs> oh, your, no. your top four receivers not really playing, although Marvin Harrison is still really good. Side note. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, for the, like the 10 seconds he was on the field, the offense looked fine. The guy is uncoverable. <laughs> and I was watching this from the field and going, it's really – unfair to put him in the slot because I love it. There is there's not a lot anyone can do about that. And I think Ohio State has something really good there for the season because when you have a healthy Julian Fleming and a Mecca Buka who you can put on the outside, I don't know how you're gonna cover that. Do you think that they'll actually do that? I think they will. I think that I mean not all the time. No. I think one like the, the thing that Kevin Wilson said last year about Marvin Harrison that has like been stuck in my head because like it's it's like so unique to him is like his build. He's the upper half of like Julio Jones and like the lower half of pick your favorite slot receiver. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of an odd thing, but it makes him who he is. And and I think it's right to tap into that. Like Marvin's route tree is much more expansive, I think, than what he showed last year. So is he going to be in the slot all the time? Probably not, because you want to put him out there at the X and let him go win a couple jump balls because he's really good at that too. But why would you not? Why would you limit yourself? And I think like if you're going to bump him inside and teams, I think teams will react to that by putting a corner on him at times. Right. And then you got a safety outside on a Mecca and Julian or vice versa. It's like, pick your poison, man. You're not going to stop it. Well, and if teams decide that they have to play three corners, guess what? You run that rock. You have Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams and uh, Chip Trainum, who led Ohio State in rushing today. And I, pretty impressive. I, one of the better runs of the day, obviously, the longest in the touchdown run down the side, but it was blocked up pretty well. There was a nice hole. And then he was like, oh, Reed Carrico missed this angle. I'm gone. And tiptoed down the sideline. And I think you were like, you couldn't tell if Kai Stokes was like under the impression he was only supposed to thud if that was part of the issue or if Chip Trainum just kind of pulled away because he's got more speed than it seems to people or maybe a combination of both. I don't know. But uh, that was the first half touchdown and one that was otherwise kind of uh, barren and inconsistent for Ohio State as we talked about mainly because of the offensive line. But it does seem, Bill, um, like this team is much closer to getting the run blocking that it wants than maybe the pass protection. Yeah, there's some powerful dudes there. Like Tega Shibola last year, I thought looked like a pretty good run blocker. I, like, I question whether or not he can play tackle because of just like what he does best. I don't know if he has the feet for it, but he has the power to move a lot of people. And I think you saw a little bit of that. Um, Josh Fryer can move people. The interior guys are, are pretty good. Um, I thought center was a little, little iffy today, um, which is fine. Like, again, I, I don't, I don't know how much any of it truly, truly matters because of the thing we've said a million times, how much time they have between now and the start of the season to get better. But it's not like you throw an offensive line out there and they can't do anything. Like I thought, to your point, they, they moved it okay on the ground. There were individual reps. Like if you really break it down, like 
Tegra Shibola had a good rep against Jack Sawyer that allowed Kyle McCord to complete a pass to Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, there was good stuff in there. It was just, like, over time, it kind of builds up, and you're like, man, this offense can't do anything. For the most part, I liked what I saw out of Josh Fryer. I thought he acquitted himself pretty nicely at left tackle, uh, going up against JT Tuomaloa a handful of times. I think, the, as you said, though, a lot of these kids, they are much more adept at run blocking because that's what they do in high school. There's very few high school offensive linemen who come into a college program that are ready to be an effective and, and efficient pass blocker at this level. And that's especially the case for someone like Tegra Shibola from a high school that didn't throw the ball a lot uh, at Lakota West. And so you have to figure out how exactly you get there. Um, I, I thought Ohio State did a nice job mixing it up with the offensive linemen. I thought that uh, Tristan Jebbia did a nice job when he was out there. Like, like, I mean, if you're looking for something that Ohio State really gained this spring, it's knowing that you have a competent and confident third quarterback because he did not look like a guy who was afraid to go out there and throw the ball. He was a quick, you know, quick decisions yeah. to get out of the pocket. I thought that's, you know, if you look back at 2019 when it was Justin Fields and you had uh, Chris Chuganoff behind him. And you're like, well, you don't know what you got. I think you kind of know what you have with Tristan Jebbia, which is a is a big plus. My biggest takeaway today is that those running backs are really good. And that is a group that is not going to be easy to tackle for anyone. Dallin Hayden has got rocked up in this last year. Mayan Williams. Slab of beef. I mean, he, he is carved up. And then you put Trip, Chip Tranum, who just looks a little bit like he belongs in that room, maybe that we didn't think so heading mm. into the year. Yeah. Every time those guys got through the holes, that contact that was being made by the linebackers, and we Carrico, I thought, did a nice job in the first half, filling holes, filling gaps. Gabe Powers did the same thing. Cody Simon did. But when they got there, they were not easy to bring down, and that is yeah. a, a really positive thing for Ohio State. It was more physical than I thought it would be. Like They ran the ball way more than I thought they would or probably should yeah. in a setting like this. But when they did, it was it actually was like kind of refreshingly physical to see how those interior offensive linemen played, how a guy like Gabe Powers reads and reacts and kind of sticks somebody in the hole. I thought... I know you mentioned him when we talked to him about this before the the spring game. I thought Gabe played really well. Like, I'm I think out he got a little dinged times. up. He, he? On, the, he, on the second big hit he had on the little crosser to, I think it was uh, Dallin Hayden. When, he, on a, on when a, they both collided, yeah, yeah. a meeting so of the minds. Gabe immediately yeah. went to his shoulder. I think he gave himself a stinger or something. I mean, it's the end of the season, end of spring, so you're not worried too much. But seemed to have a little bit of a problem with the old chicken wing coming off the field there. He didn't go. He did not go back on the field. So. Yeah, Dallin uh, was. Limping pretty good on the next play as well. I don't, I don't think either one of them felt really good about that. And uh, like that was even that was on a throw. It wasn't like it was a run play, and they're going out to challenge it. It's those things happen when you have really good athletes, and then you're working in the middle of the field. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Bill. I thought maybe if the full complement of receivers was available, we would have seen an aerial show. I thought it was weird how much they ran the ball today. Yeah, or, and maybe, I don't know, as part of it, like, Devin's not here, so let's not let Kyle sling it around too much. Like, I, like, maybe it's in the back. If you think I, this competition is going to keep moving forward, then maybe that's I would not even say that that's unlikely. I would say that's probably part of it. It's also what we talked about all week leading up to this. You can't pass block very long, and yeah. so there's just no yeah. point in continuing to let your offensive linemen get embarrassed in front of a crowd your quarterback have no time to throw i mean kyle multiple times today was forced out of the pocket and tried to throw late cj hicks fortunately for kyle is a linebacker and not a wide receiver because he <laughs> should have had two picks um you know that was my bold prediction too mm. dang it mm. dang it but uh you know you see that the running game is ahead of the passing game which is un you know pretty much what we'd expect heading into it's this it's weird here yeah. given the track record of the yeah. offense but I don't think that will remain the Did case, you think if I'm being Kyle honest. Kyle played poorly. No. No? I didn't either. I thought, all things considered, what else are you going to get out of this? I think if we 
had not watched the amount of practices that we have this spring to know what the issues Ohio State is currently dealing with, not necessarily what will be a weakness or a problem in August, but maybe with, but most notably the pass protection struggles that they've gone through. That shades everything. So I didn't expect them to stone JT Tuimoloau, Jack Sawyer, or Kenyatta Jackson, or Caden Curry. I thought those guys would cause a lot of problems. I thought they were going to get credited for 13 sacks today. So that How many one, did that, they get credited for? Uh, three, somehow. <laughs> Only three. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. I don't think it was accurate. There were three on McCord and two on Jebby. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah, but I think probably it felt like 12. At least. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't. Look, he looked like he could win the Heisman if Marvin Harrison Jr. was on the field. Mm-hmm. The throw to Carnell Tate. I think you could win the Heisman. Yeah, I probably. I, on the field. I have a. I would have feel really good about my chances. <laughs> Marvin probably should win it, but my stats would probably be better. That's so right. um, that's sorry, tough break. Um, right here where Carnell Tate scored, uh, where Bill Standing was a great throw, and so you can look at it. And I think for Ohio State fans that were here or watching on TV, they may think, uh, I don't know. And if you want to, you know, we're refrain from judgment in April, there's definitely no problem That's with probably that. the smartest That's decision. probably a good way to do it. So I don't think that for that for those people, or even for us standing here or for Ryan Day, you could say he Kyle McCord went out there and proved no doubt that he's the starting quarterback. But I thought that there were a number of times where that was starting to shine through. When you factor in the lack of wide receivers, the rotation there, the, the issues at right tackle and, and pass protection, like that was, I don't know what more you could have asked for, if, I, if, if just from my perspective. Justin yeah. Fields was 4-13 in his first spring game at Ohio State. He turned out okay. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah. I thought, I mean, it did open up a little bit, which is nice to see. I Honestly, I don't even know who was on the field when those touchdowns happened, other than the guys who caught the touchdowns. But <laughs> at least you got to see the ball in the air a little bit, some, some long scoring plays. But I think you're right. It's just... The way the spring has progressed, it was sort of always going to look like this. I'm thankful that we have the proper context, that we got to watch most practice, so that we're not standing here like freaking out about what we just saw, because I, I hope anyway that we can maybe calm people down if, if they are. But like Berm said, it's the spring game. It really doesn't matter. Uh, you you take what you get out of this, and you realize this is half half halfway complete, right? The cake is halfway baked at this point. You don't eat a cake that's halfway baked. Okay, you put the... the the you know the toothpick, the toothpick in it, yeah. then you pull it out, and it's, then you know, oh, it's, it's not still wet. It's still wet. Yeah. You put it back in, right? We're putting this football team, this offense, back in the oven, okay, until August, and then we'll pull, pull out the, that toothpick, and then you pull it out, and you have all of the accoutrement, including <laughs> your receivers that are going to be ready to eat alongside with. It. Well, the weird thing That's is, like, you're still you have all the ingredients yeah. in August. Which you'd be adding back into the cake, which is half done. I don't think that's how you're supposed to do it. No, yeah, you pull it out of the oven, you add more stuff to it, and then you put it back in the oven. Because then you're still cooking it. Throw another egg. You, have, you have what? This needs more. <laughs> 29 practices in August. With, so you're, you want, you're preheating the oven what is, what is, right it, now, right? Does this yeah. cake taste like it needs more egg to you? Hmm. Ohio State's wet eggs. <laughs> wet eggs. Is oh. like the band name that we came up with today. Ohio State. Has a lot of really talented young players, and you got to see the Carnell Tate touchdown. And she said, "Noah Rogers touchdown." I mean, I don't know how he held on to the football when he got it knocked out of his hand, like running towards the end zone and caught it again in the air. Um, <laughs> but you're not—we're not really getting a full scope of what this is about. You guys talked about that on the, on the podcast daily, I think, on Wednesday. Like, uh, you don't know exactly what this is going to look like when it's all complete, and yeah. 
what you saw today is still pretty encouraging, I think, for a number of reasons. Number one, as you guys said, when, when they came out of the tunnel, Cal McCord was first and foremost in that group. And I, that, to me, is the most important thing. Someone has to step up. I love that noise. Mm. I'm never sure if they can, if the microphones pick up what we can hear in the stadium, but there's a... It's a literal drill down. It's really bad. Um, uh, defensively, uh, again, the linebackers, I thought uh, Cody played a, a good game. Uh, Gabe Power stood out to me. CJ Hicks stood out to me. The defensive line, I liked what I saw to Hero Canoe. He was I love what I saw to Hero Canoe. Uh, you know, you, you, you've, you start to feel a little bit more confident about that uh, as the interior line. If you get the Tyleek Williams you got today, which he was consistent, Mike Hall, and, and you add a guy like Hero Canoe and Ty Hamilton, like now all of a sudden you're, you're cooking with gas. Thank you, do, you, do you cook cakes with cats? Well, if you have a gas stove. You can electric one. I don't, still allowed. As long as we're still allowed to have gas stoves. You are. <laughs> I don't. I just am learning so much about cakes. I've never, I don't think I've ever really made one myself. I've needed this all day. This sun to go away. Wonderful. Um, Mike Hall Jr. is very good at football. The end. He's unblockable, which he, I mean, he's been that all spring. Literally every single time he's been on the field, people, no one can block him. I don't, Donovan Jackson, really good player. Can't block him. Uh, Matthew Jones, good player. Can't block him. Certainly the reserves can't block him. I don't he know was why. that way last year, though, when he was healthy in the he first sure was. four games of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's like three games. Even when he wasn't against Michigan State, that was still the case. But He is like, for as much as we like talk about the defensive ends and maybe the desire to want to see somebody like emerge as like a true, true kind of otherworldly almost game changer, it might be 51. Do you think, say. yeah, I mean, a lot of this, when Ohio State's been really successful, it has been because they have an impactful three technique or someone at the nose who can create a lot of havoc. Thinking about Tommy Togiai's season, Haskell Garrett's season, when they've kicked Jay Sean Cornell or on down the road inside. Like, you can't just get it from the edge. That's not, you need an effective pass rush across the line. I'm not an expert necessarily on that. I wouldn't pretend to be, but I know that when Ohio State has had really good players, not even that they get crazy sack numbers, but that they are collapsing a pocket mm-hmm. um, when they are you know, making life difficult, when they are commanding extra attention. If you need two people to help block or chip on Mike Hall, good luck to you because then either JT or Jack are getting one-on-one matchups against a tackle that they're probably going to win. Do you know what makes it easier for a defensive end who almost gets a sack 400 times a season to get more sacks? If the quarterback has to move in their direction, mm, yeah, right? So if you have defensive tackles who force the quarterback to move, that helps the defensive ends be more productive. That's football one-on-one. I think, uh, I think Caden Curry got a sack, got a sack today because uh, – was that? That was a sack. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's a sack. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Tyleek Williams on like a stu- stunts, by the way. Totally confused the offensive line today. They were not ready for them. I don't, I don't know. It's not ideal after what happened last year. Yeah, in the but there was with the, the one stunt that I went around. <laughs> I think it was one with Tyleek and Caden Curry where Tyleek got wide and forced the quarterback to step up. No, it was my call. It was my call. And Mike Hall forced the quarterback to step up, and Caden Curry got the sack, or at least he should have. But that's the kind of stuff <laughs> we're talking about. Like, it doesn't the guy who wins initially doesn't have to be the one that gets the quarterback down as long as the quarterback's on the ground. And they need to put the quarterback on the ground more. Hmm, that's well said. Both of you, great points. Anything else? that you need to get to on some snappy J's before spring camp is closed for business. Sonny Styles ran with the first team defense as like a big nickel oh, yeah, that's against right. 12 personnel. That was good. Which I think we told you a few weeks ago, but it was on display here. Um, but the corners like backed up the, the hype about them this spring. Denzel Burke in particular, just like he looks really good. He's like talking after the game and he's like a different dude. He's just like carrying himself way more confidently. And signing and, autographs. Like he yeah. just, it's there's a different confidence with him. 
I just thought the corners, and again, you don't want to put too much stock in it because of all the other things we talked about with the passing game, but those guys just look confident. I love, love Davis and Igbenhosen's attitude. Uh, him and Carnell Tate were going at it a couple times where they were getting in each other's face and like, I think you need that, man. Like, you got to have corners that are just a wild card. Crap talkers. Yeah. Wild card. A got wild that card. dog in them. Shankability. He's got a high shankability factor, and GFS is high there, and you can tell. So I, I GSF. 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 Yeah. Did I say GFS? Gordon uh-huh. Food Services. <laughs> Giving fiery stuff. Gordon Food Services. Today's sponsor. Just kidding, Gordon. You can though if you want to. I love your styrofoam boxes. <laughs> uh, I got nothing else. I'm, 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 I, I think I have sunburn. Maybe some, yeah, I think we all have some poisoning. poisoning. Yeah. I don't want spring football to end, though, so I'm just going to keep talking. Let's do it. What did you guys think about Ryan Day in post game as far as the way that he handled the, the talk about the quarterbacks? Do you feel like we, we talked at the start of spring? There's no way he's going to name a quarterback starter by the end of spring, right? Mm-hmm. right. And then he did exactly what we thought. Well, they're still learning, still getting there. Do you feel like that is coach speak, or is he is he adequately still like not sure? Um, I think he's probably closer to being sure than he was at the start of spring, but not all the way to the point where he should name one just yet. I don't like. I think throughout this entire process, Kyle has looked a little more consistent. It's almost unfair. Like you don't take this into account because Devin didn't have a chance, and, mm-hmm. and maybe that's part of Ryan Day's thought process too. It's like this is just one of fifteen. But it's a pretty important one, and, and Devin didn't get to participate in it. So, like, why why jump the gun, I guess, when you don't have to? If Devin's going to get back in a few weeks and, and let it carry out, like, I don't know. Plenty of teams named are starting quarterbacks. It is office. easy to see, they though, like, Devin at the podium. The kid just exudes confidence, right? Like, chewing his gum up there, like, yeah. Uh, he's like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. like, you, uh, uh, give, me, uh, you, give me a water. You uh, got I, any gum? I love it. He's, I, he's got a swag about it. I think Kyle is getting more of that i it's not as in your face as devin brown's and i think it goes back to something that you've said from the moment that he committed that kyle mccord is built to be an nfl quarterback in terms of everything else that goes with that position so is he going to talk a bunch of trash i would have thought no but many people told me throughout spring that he did a lot of that we saw him celebrating touchdown runs or what he thought should have been touchdowns by throwing footballs to the ceiling. Uh, as you said, right over there in the tunnel, tunnel, he was the first one down there today. So, I mean, we're picking and choosing, obviously, small moments, but the way that Kyle McCord commanded, even just the microphone and that today, I thought he's extremely composed and put together. So their personalities are different. Like, they're... There's quiet confidence and there's, like, loud confidence. Yeah, like, right? I, I don't... I thought there was a time in Kyle McCord's freshman year where he was questioning his ability to do it. And I know for certain that there were conversations and there was you know, a little bit of unease about uh, the growth process for him and Ryan Day and, and them having conversations that he had hit a plateau and it seemed like maybe mentally it was a struggle to go through that. That's very common for freshmen, but I don't, I don't sense any self-doubt in Kyle McCord whatsoever. And I think the way that now, Ryan Day could only really talk about him today, so you can take that with a grain of salt. But the way he talked about Kyle and the improvement from practice one to practice 15, I suspect, and I could easily be wrong, I've been wrong a lot, and I, and I, I will be again maybe. But about this, I think Ryan Day will go into the summer expecting his offense to be led by Kyle McCord. Whether he says that publicly, whether he closes the competition, probably won't do that. But I think it... He's not going into 
May, June, July, and then the start of training camp, uncertain about what's going to happen. That's my read on it. I could be wrong. I, I think that's where it's at. I have a bold prediction that Kyle McCord is going to be a really good Ohio State quarterback. Mm, okay. That's my bold prediction. I think Devin Brown can be too. Yeah. I'm not, I, I've tried to make that point as often as yeah, possible. Yeah, he will be also, but maybe next year. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good question. We have to talk about the quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, they're, they're important, right? Yeah. I, I guess I'll let it go on that. We're okay. going to we're gonna miss spring football is what I'm going to say. We really are. Um, but hopefully we got enough out of this today to have some legit convos for the next <laughs> five weeks until recruiting camp start on June 1. All right. They're about to kick us out of the horseshoe, so we're going to shut it down here. See, we have guests. Special guests guest popping guest. in. <laughs> I'm Ty Salone. Nice to meet you. Hey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Company commander. Ty? Great nice job. To Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're all just sitting over there. Yeah, great job. Yeah. No, I'll just stand right behind you guys. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, you guys we're know. just signing off. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry no. about it. Thanks for joining us. That Hope was you enjoyed the spring game. That was Ty. Uh, that's Bill and Austin and I'm Berm. And that... And I'm confused. Is goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>